I need to find a paperclip. I just find a thousand to make me explode. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Don't like ice, just make it go away. Yeah, make it go away. Well, that's cool ice, buddy. Shame if it was in the bin. <laughs> so I was playing with more. Mm. And more is sweet, right? We've discovered, we decided more is sweet, but then I was playing Sifa and I could blow up an archer in one hit and like, turns out that's pretty good. I don't like it. <laughs> Where's the strategy, man? Where's the strategy in that? The strategy is deserting, deciding which piece of ice you're going to explode. But it's all eventually. Yeah, it's all. There's an order. <laughs> So really the game is more just one of aesthetic decision. <laughs> yeah, I want to make a nice shape with the ice on the table. You get to blow them up. Yeah, only ice with good art gets to stay alive. <laughs> Little engine, get it out of here. Pop-ups, they can stay. Even the old art ones? Yeah, especially the old art ones. It really grew on me. <laughs> Creepy jester. Best art, yeah. I agree with that. I, I can imagine that jester growing in you. It looks like it looks like it looks like a rogue neural parasite like or something. A clown remake of a clown themed remake of Alien. Yes, it, it's kind of Geiger-esque. That tail looks a little oh, bit spinal. Yeah, shit, I can see that actually. It looks like a Halloween skin for Alien. If Alien was like a sh multiplayer shooter. <laughs> Developed by Blizzard. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's fine. <laughs> it's a real sentence. <laughs> this. How does, how does the intro go, Rob? Uh, so I'm Eric. I'm here with Miles and Robert. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to Sneak Door Radio. It's <laughs> from Bizarro Land. I'm Robert Curry. No, no, I'm Miles O'Connell, and I'm Robert Curry. Now that we all know each other, let's begin. What are we talking about today, Eric? <laughs> I'll hand it over to Eric to explain this further. Ah, oh, uh, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> oh, wow, yeah, really glad I cleared my throat there. Oh, that feels much better. Um, today on Radio Sneak Door, we'll be talking about... Can we keep that? In? Yeah, let's keep that in true. Okay. Today on Radio Sneak Door, we are talking about Toolbox. Um, and reactivity as a cornerstone of a deck building archetype, a cornerstone of the operation of a deck, typically seen in runners, but we also want to look at it from the corp side because we have seen examples of, of people trying this. And then we're going to talk about sort of where that strategy is at right now. Um, so that's, that's your meat and potatoes of today's episode. And then we're going to follow up with some feedback from how we've all gone with our challenge decks. How's that sound, guys? Sounds great. Oh, yeah, challenge decks. Yeah. Been going smooth. <laughs> Excited. All right, sweet. Let's get stuck into it. Okay, so toolbox. Uh, what is in the forefront of your mind the best example of a toolbox runner? Toolbox runner, um, probably one that has an answer to every big deck in the meta right now, like a specific uh, silver bullet for every big deck around. Okay, I just want to bring up a distinction here because Wizard basically has an answer for every big corp. In that, his one answer covers everything. Would yeah. you count him as a toolbox? Yeah, mm, that's an interesting distinction. I would say, okay, so as opposed to a general good stuff deck, yeah. you have really specific ones. Like you go, okay, I've got feedback filter for this. Mm. I've got Aaron Marin for this. I've got rabbit, or even before Aaron Marin came out, yeah. I've got rabbit hole for this. I've got Citadel. I've got, you know, whatever. I've just got all my one-offs. I've got slums. I've got one of all the things. And I can draw really fast and I can find them at instant speed and I'm going to have them. <laughs> I've got so it seems like the difference is that a toolbox has specific answers for a bunch of different things and quick access to most of them, whereas good stuff just has really robust answers. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, good stuff doesn't necessarily have the specific like targeted scalpel answer. It's just like, oh, I'm just gonna kind of jam my game plan down your throat and hopefully win that way. Yeah, okay. So yeah, the Kate deck you mentioned, just feedback order. Uh, SMC to find basically the break you need when you need it. Quick money, quick draw. What other, what other answers did it have? I think it had Deus Ex and Sharpshooter, probably. Yeah, Deus Ex, Sharpshooter. I remember playing against this back when I was playing HP. Hated yeah. Deus Ex. Yeah, exactly. Well, Hated my existence. The um, sort of OG, or not OG, but the most recent example of this with the Silver Bullet Kate that got really popular towards the end of last year because it took out UK Nats. 
Um, and this has stuff like freedom through equality because it goes really with, well with indexing. Vamp. People love vamp. How many vamp. vamps? One vamp. One vamp. Okay. Political operative, slums, film critic, uh, rabbit hole, clot, just all the hate cards, basically. Okay. So, to me, because I think I've been vocal about this, that I don't understand Shaper, and that just sounded like a mash of cards that have no relation to each other. I don't understand this at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? what makes this deck work? What makes it good? <laughs> well, it's... Got Magnum Opus in it, so you can sort of just jam the Magnum <laughs> Opus button a lot. It's got Rabbit Hole to turn off CTM. It's got Vamp to turn off and Political Operative to turn off Glacier. Like, that's the idea. You have a pretty good econ engine and a bunch of stuff that specifically hates on a bunch of other stuff. Okay. Okay. So it seems like also to play this deck, you also need to have a really good read on your opponent. Or yeah. just general understanding of the meta, I guess. And what card answers what. So, all right, Miles, explain this to me. How would I play this deck? What you do is you have your, you install your Magnum Opus early. Yeah. And then when your opponent does something, you go, ha, you've activated <laughs> my tech card. And then you play the, the clot. And you're like, yeah, Dang. take that. Didn't see that coming. And Suck then make it. the anime face. Yeah, exactly. That's and the music from Kill Bill plays. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Eric, what do you think? <laughs> See, I thought, I think the, correct me if I'm wrong, but the first toolbox, um, like really crash hot toolbox most of us would have played would, would have been prepaid Kate back in the day. Because that was toolbox, was that a toolbox deck or was it just toolbox C? I think that was pretty toolboxy because you had, you couldn't just like install all your breakers and a permanent money source and do stuff. You had to sort of move your pieces around a bunch. That was kind of toolboxy. And you had access to like Deus Ex and Clot and stuff at instant speed. No. So that was pretty, yeah. Okay. One shot, one use answers. <laughs> yeah, right. That seems pretty typical of the toolbox strategy, or at least the design back in the day. Yeah. Okay. Um, on the flip side, uh, actually, that's just Shaper. Are there are there other toolbox uh, runners that have been around there? Is there a toolbox Crim, or have there been toolbox Anox? What would Geist count? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like PowerTap Andy kind of counts. Or the DLR mm-hmm. power tap Andy, because yeah. that's or does that is that too specific towards ATM? It's too too narrow focused. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, and wizard, uh, not wizard, Anarch. Easy mistake to make. Um, I, I have seen people do it in Anarch as well with like rabbit hole, and yeah, but it hasn't been as popular. That's it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So on the flip side, um, cops. Which cops have gone toolbox? And I, I guess this often means just having like an operation that deals with something on the runner side, or it means having an asset that's gonna deal with it. Or my favorite, I actually tried this back in the day, was like having a spread of ice mm-hmm. that, um, and I think we're seeing it a bit more with Sifra and Lotus Field, is just very problematic for the meta. Does, does that count as toolbox? And, and what are some examples of those archetypes? I think that's a smart deck building. I don't think that counts. I think the closest we've seen to toolbox builds are like the blue sun builds, the silver bullet blue suns with all the consulting visits. Um, you guys are blue sun experts. You should tell me about it. I, I don't think I've played a silver bullet blue sun. Silver bullet blue sun. I think just relies on having a bunch of different event uh, operations that can counter specific decks and with consulting visit. So I think it was running Foxfire, Arc Lockdown, Best Defense and some other nonsense. I don't know. <laughs> It's too much nonsense into it. Yes, my resources. Oh, that's just a good card, though, Fox isn't it? Fire. Foxfire. Did we mention Foxfire? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. We shouldn't mention it twice. It's pretty <laughs> out there. <laughs> I don't know what you mean, Miles. It's just a good card. Foxfire. Like, for yes. Real, it's a trace seven. Like, that's a big trace. That's a big trace. Yeah. I don't think you could. I, I think that uh, counts as ant maths for you, doesn't it, Miles? And yeah, seven's a million at least. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who's beating that Trace, right? No. Oh, man, I don't know. I've seen Dave Hoyland beat a Gutenberg Trace, so, you know. That's a Jesus lot Christ. <laughs> I played against the Sunny just before I came here, actually. So Dave Hoyland Sunny. Oh, what was Dave Hoyland Sunny? Oh, I don't know. Did you, is that not what you said? <laughs> <laughs> no, I played against... Uh, you know you know, Aaron? I was playing against Aaron. I, I just grabbed dinner with him. Oh, oh yeah, and I played against the Sunny Duck. Man, his, he got the rabbit holes out. He had the power taps. Man, he was... He would have loved it if I had dropped a Foxfire. Oh, he had like a solid five link and three power taps down. My goodness. 
He went way too slow to let him set that up. I know, right? And to be fair, it was like a fairly rough shot cybernetics division deck. <laughs> had me scratch my head a little bit. Oh, was that his cybernetics division? Uh, yeah. I played against that. I had a better time than he did. <laughs> I, I, I can imagine. <laughs> Anyway, so that's that's what a, a toolbox corp looks like. Wayland sounds like a pretty natural fit for this because uh, consulting visit seems like probably the best corp tutor card. I would say like tech startups is a lot of play and probably is a close second alongside maybe Atlas. Yeah, I think Wayland has basically all the good tutor cards, which really what you really need for a toolbox deck by the sound of things. All the tutor cards full stop, don't it? Except tech startup, that's neutral. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yep. Yeah. And I guess, what is it? Love University. Love <laughs> <Low> University. <laughs> no, the future is now, which yeah, is also neutral. Now, yeah. But yeah. The future is now always seemed to, I, I played it in uh, Building a Better World back in the day, seemed like the best application of it. And then Consulting Visit came out and we just played other agendas. Yeah, I played it in Harpsichord, like in Butcher Shop. Oh. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty hot. Yeah. yeah, okay. So what? So it seems to be a lot more narrow like less toolbox decks in the corp side. Why do we think that is? Well, because when you're building a corp deck, you have to have your ice. Well, maybe. You have to have your <laughs> agendas. You have to have your agendas and you have to have your money. And you probably have to have your ice. And after that, you don't have room for very many tricks. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Just a lot less flex slots, I guess. And your core plan against basically every core deck is going to be the same, right? Yeah. You need your eyes, you need, you need your agendas, you need to protect your agendas. So it doesn't matter if you're trying to kill a score like that. You have to protect them. So, yeah, just a lot less slots. And I don't know. Why else? <laughs> I guess the core has to be a lot more proactive. Yes. I'm so happy you said that, Rob, because it leads me nicely onto what I was going to say, which is that Corp should be way more aggressive than the runner, I think, yeah. or your goal should be be to be more proactive than the runner. I think you should do. What do you guys think of that? Well, I've heard that before, that the Corp sets a tempo of the game, basically, and the runner has to react to that. I forget who said that, but... Yeah, if yeah you, I reckon if you're ever letting the runner dictate where the game's going, you are probably in a bad spot. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a fair call. Yeah, and that's why CTM's strong, because CTM can be like, Sensi Bankers, Sweet Hedge Fund, go, and that's like a huge deal <laughs> to deal with, and then they can continue pushing that for the rest yeah. of the game, which is why it's a strong deck or a strong ID. You yeah. can push that. Push it, push it. Same as with NEH back in the day, same as with uh, RP. That was sort of different and that it wasn't super aggressive, but it still set the pace and friend, uh, food coats. So did RP force the court runner to go slower? Just well, by yeah. having more taxing ice, I guess. Yeah, because RP had like Sanju yeah. and stuff, which was really huge and had to be dealt with immediately. Yeah, um, okay. So it made it really hard to do that. So just like slow him down by forcing him to react to small threats while you built up your overall board state? Yeah, because you can't just let a Sanju go. No, that's true. You can't at all. It's terrifying. <laughs> and I, yeah, and the whole IP deal. You know, because this was big for a while, right? But kind of for NWL, that really hurt RP. And yeah. then Noise and Faust and stuff, but that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was kind of how it worked because you had to spend two clicks and interacting with the ice to deal with this stuff before, yeah. it, or it would just snowball out of control. So they were setting the pace that way. And Foucault's sort of did something similar when yeah. that was really big. They'd have the campaign, they'd make the money and have Ash and Caprice and similar kind of thing. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. I think the uh, I think it was Stephen. What's his name? Stephen from Team Team Covenant. Stephen Woolley. Oh, yeah. Stephen Woolley. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah. Stephen Woolley said a really great thing about. Uh, I think that's the first place I heard about this concept. Um, he said that the the best IDs in the game are the ones that uh, set the terms by which the game is played, and I think there are some examples on the runner side of runners that can do that, uh, like Noise, Leela. Um, uh, I don't think Andy does so much. I think uh, Leela and Noise is sufficiently inherently disruptive to the way in which the game is played, whereas Andy's, uh, you know, her, her really aggressive or really hot start can fizzle out. I think, like, after a few key early turns, like, with strong uh, or pointed core play, that can be mitigated sufficiently that the corp can do more or less whatever it was they initially wanted. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. 
I guess I was just thinking like you, you start turn two with a really strong economic footing. Would be. <laughs> well, yeah, ideally. But that happens more often than not. Yeah. And that was the only, that was my main thought there. But yeah, Lila and Noise are really interesting for this. They do definitely change the way you play as Corp. Yeah. That's true. Totally. Um, and we saw like CBS was kind of a silver bullety card that went in for a while. Um, what else? Like Elizabeth Mills, that's not noise, but yeah. that's like blackmail. That's, yeah, silver bullet against blackmail. Yeah. A lot of Blue Suns play that as well, I guess. Yeah, well, I know I played it, but I had no tutor for it. It's just like if it came up, it was good. Yeah. So I don't know if that counts as toolbox because I didn't have any access to it. That's Except fair. out of Atlas, I guess, but. I was like playing boot camp just <laughs> yeah, because sure. it was Blue Sun. Like if you wanted to move that piece of ice, like in that one game out of 10, you could. Yeah, um, the other thing that the other kind of toolbox build would be the asset ones right like there's Gagarin and there's the RP ones yeah and they both have elements of this yes they definitely do they definitely force you to react to the nonsense yeah, and oh. IG as well I guess I haven't actually played very much IG uh, I'm not sure how much it does this I don't know if I'd call it toolbox and it really only had one game plan yeah. annoy you to death just annoy you to death all like decked it (laughs) good times times. but like when I you know I I tried out Gagarin prison for a while just because I was protesting (laughs) Um, protesting what miles I don't know I was raging against the machine Eric got a lot of anger miles where does it come from I was what (laughs) I was like smashing pumpkins you know despite all my rage you were still just a yeah, no. Do you not know this song? Ah, oh, you've ruined it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> pointed the mic at Rob and he didn't know what to say. That you could have, that you could shoot a consulting visit with Mumbo City Hall and you could friggin' have, get it back with Museum of History. Oh, and that was disgusting. So you could just get whatever you wanted all the time that forever. That deck was hideous. That deck was hideous. It had like 10 one-off operations <laughs> that you just do this with all the time. Oh. Yeah, it was weird. Anyway, that was a toolboxy deck. That was one and it wasn't very good. It wasn't very good, in my opinion. <laughs> it wasn't very good. Is it because there were a lot of ones in the uh, deck list? Oh, that's part of it, actually. Yes, that is part. No, it doesn't have a cons- uh, like actual win plan. <laughs> if the runner's like just knows what's up and doesn't do dumb stuff, you can never score out <laughs> ever. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's Eric's hilarious, boys. It is. Yeah, and what do you think so of all the ones in your deck list, Eric? I really love it. I think Timmy Wong is the second coming, and uh, we should aspire to his ways and gospel. Yeah, yeah no, I, I actually like having a lot of one-offs. Uh, not s- sort of just to have like, uh, you could have like a lot of redundancy if I know I have one plan that works really well, but I kind of think that the complement to that is just having a whole bunch of different stuff and having like a nice spread of options where if you get that one thing that's really good in that one place and you get it and you put it there, that's, I, I guess it's just introducing variance. Yeah. Yeah, but ideally like a degree of variance that's balanced by the benefit so that you're not, say, sacrificing overall strength. If that makes sense. Did that, that make sense? That makes sense. It's like that time you put Watchdog in CTM. And you know what? It worked. <laughs> it worked. It was sweet. It got rezzed. I saved two credits. Wrecked <laughs> <laughs> me. Wrecked me. Um, okay, so I think I think we're straight slightly further afield um, than we initially intended. So these are some examples of toolbox runners. We have a strong definition of what a, a toolbox deck looks like. Um, where is it at right now? Because last time we checked in on this, uh, Miles, I think you'd written an article. Was it eighteen months ago? Ooh, about, ago. Yeah, and this was in the heyday of prepaid Kate, and, and there wasn't Redhouse Max. Right, and uh, we haven't seen anything even remotely resembling a halfway decent uh, toolbox corp. Um, and so uh, we've basically just rehashed a lot of the stuff that was covered in that article. But now that we have a bunch more cards, what is, what's the state of toolbox right now? Are there toolbox decks that we haven't mentioned that are outside the meta for whatever reason that may see the way back in? Uh, does it seem like a thing that uh, will only get better with time? Or is it something that's always going to stay around about where it is? Will, will Toolbox Corp ever get good under any conditions? <laughs> Oh, okay. A cool. whole bunch of questions there for you guys. Where do you want to start? Who wants to start? I got some thoughts. 
All right, here we go. First thought, Blue Sun was the best toolbox he caught, and Blue Sun is really bad right now because CIFA and employee strike are everywhere, and they wreck your day. But Hunter Seek is coming out pretty soon. Consulting visit for Hunter Seeker is pretty sick. Yeah. Um, there's the Searchy Ice coming out. Well, there's two Ice that Tudor are coming out really soon. There's Watchtower and Hortum. I can't remember the stats on these, but they let you search for a thing. Um, and, oh, damn it, I had a really good example. There's another thing that lets you search coming up, isn't there? Is it just the two ice or is I there another just, thing? I can't think of anything else. I think it's just the two ice. Okay, well, maybe my thinking was actually Hunter Seek letting you blow up Sifra and stuff yeah. like that, which could help loose on a lot. Well, it's a very powerful toolbox card, to be sure. Yeah, absolutely. You just go, hey, yeah, it's a huge deal to be able to consulting visit for that. Yeah, I think so. Um, so that could really help, I think. Uh, on the back of that, it sounds like just strong operations that can ruin a runner's day that are tutorable effectively by consulting visit help this strategy. Consulting visit seems to be like the cornerstone of Toolbox Corps right now. Is, is that fair to say? Yeah, I definitely think it's a very powerful card for this sort of archetype, but I don't know if it's super necessary. I think powerful draw will also do it. That's why like CTM can also run a bunch of one-off powerful events that don't always see play, like Psych Graphics, Close Counts, and the other one, All Seeing Eye. <laughs> yeah, because that, that's kind of a toolbox, right? And they just have like senses and stuff to power through, draw through the decks and just get them when they need them. So I think that still works, and that's a really powerful deck right now. That's which kind of has toolboxy bits. I guess the toolbox element there is like, they've got a couple of ways to win, so they just find one of them. Yeah, just like yeah. <laughs> powerful one-off events that you just have to find at the right time. They've got draw to facilitate that, I guess, because that's how the old Shaper decks did it too. They had powerful draw to get the events and just tutors for the programs, etc. Yeah, so I think we just need more events that are powerful, like exchange of information, um, closed accounts, all seeing our psychographics. These can all be game-winning. Yes. Like these can be game-winning plays. Hunter Seeker can be a game-winning play. Yeah. So we, maybe we need more stuff that's at that level and not necessarily assets because assets tend to explode. So <laughs> more stuff that's at that level to be viable. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd like to see some ice that feels toolboxy enough like ice that is good enough against this particular strategy that if I plonk this here, I've got like a strong turn or a strong couple of turns before they figure out how they're gonna deal with this. It's gonna be taxing enough against this one strategy. Like, would an example be like Macrophage against like any Anarch? Yeah, yeah, if it's like a medium, double medium dig deck and like just like being able to, like if, if Levy University got better or a compliment to that or just power drawing for, for Macrophage, like, yeah, I think that's a really great example of what I'm talking about, totally. Okay. Yeah, Macrophage is really good for that actually. Um, something like Tithonium, which is the one that's coming up, that's going to be really good yes. strategy just because it's blowing stuff up and it's... <laughs> immune to parasite and it's just good <laughs> like I feel like your ice should be just good yeah you know <laughs> I feel like that's the best toolbox strategy for ice is don't have like Taurus even though that kills the plasgrid or whatever you just have like good, good ice, ice. Yeah. all around good ice yeah. <laughs> so your strategy for toolbox ice is to not run toolbox ice yes <laughs> I feel like the there's been a miscommunication just here. keep the toolbox to the operations alright yeah. makes sense yeah <laughs> pretty much <laughs> um okay uh let's check a cat amongst the the pigeons here official spoiler for paper trail paper trail looks like a 4-2 that I would consider playing if there are enough jobs and connections going around in the meta and it seems like there's a few right now what do you think about having a toolbox agenda because we have fast track guys with paper trail <laughs> Rob? I believe it's a 4-2 that trashes all installed connections and job resources. Is this a neutral agenda? Yes. This has a trace on it, doesn't it? No. Really? Uh, trace 6 or trace 7. Trace I think it has a pretty big trace on it. Okay. From my vague memory of this card. One of your ant maths traces that's practically infinite. Infinite trace. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Connections and jobs or something? Yeah. Yeah, get that iron out of here. So what else is a trash? Okay. Katie, Aaron, Katie, bank job. Um, Temujin. Temujin? Oh, yeah. Temujin. Temujin's a job. Proko. Yeah, we'll get a review Proko. How often do these stay on board? Besides, like, Aaron and Katie? Just kind of get rid of that big guy. I'm putting a Mylas merchant deck with more. Like, how many resources are we expecting to trash with this card? 
Um, I think you, right now you play it for the connection. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it seems okay. Oh, dude, you're going to trash your own corporate troubleshooter, though. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that subtype is really weird, isn't it? I love problems. it. It's creating some weird problems, like the MCA informant thing. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. But I think yeah. that's fine. Who's, how often are you going to see that those two together? I don't know. <laughs> and people are, like, losing their minds over this. Like, oh, my God, there's going to be so much pain. I'm like, no, it's not, man. It's corporate troubleshooting. Actually, I think it's fine how it is. I really don't mind. No, do it. Go for it. Who cares? It's <laughs> yeah. a terminal. Just go trash it. Four cost terminal that gives him one unremovable tag. Yeah, that's not the end of the world. Dude. You have to stick it on something in a remote. That's not the end of the world. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm very interested about this ruling. Maybe, very maybe we'll see the MCA corporate troubleshooter like scorched earth deck just be <laughs> the <laughs> sickest thing, you know? I feel like that could actually be like a HP tag punishment plan. That would be hilarious. HP has good eyes, so having a turn where they feel, like feasibly can't get in is possible. I didn't MCA inform like one influence. It's two, I think. Uh, two, I think it's two influence. Okay. But still, that's very easily to splash. Mm. Like close accounts and whatever. It's like one influence a piece. This could, if, if this sticks, it could actually have a HP tag punishment deck. Hey, sick. I've seen it. I've seen it, man. I have not. There was a Scorched Earth HP deck. I've only seen like dead coats with like punitive. Yeah, that was a fun deck. <laughs> um, no, I saw it. Some British dude won a big ass tournament with Scorched Earth HP because that's what English people do. Okay. Anyway, you're right. I think they tend to internalize a lot of things, a little bit repressed, a little bit of rage there. I agree. I agree with everything you just said. Um, Baker Street as well. Baker Street was a thing. It was right after Sherlock came out. It was like uh, hard hitting news, closed accounts, Sherlock deck. <laughs> Hence Baker Street. Yeah, I played against it once and had a really bad time on Chainet because I did not see that coming. <laughs> I saw someone do that in Polana too, actually. Amazing. Yeah, that's phenomenal. <laughs> I dig it. Um, so we've strayed a little further afield here. What's the f what's the future of toolbox runners? Do we think? Uh, and what's the the status of toolbox runners right now outside of these silver bullet Kate decks? I think with toolbox runners, just good stuff is better at the moment. So I don't know. Unless good stuff stops being good, I don't see a reason to switch over to it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with a critical mass of good stuff being good. Yeah. I really think that's the issue. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, too many just broad answers. I think we've seen uh, runners, uh, criminals. Yeah. Sorry, telling that I said runners there. Um, <laughs> I think criminals have seen uh, more tech cards this cycle than I have in any previous cycle with Recon Drone, Aaron Moran, uh, On the Lamb. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. Like, is there a viable tier three, tier four criminal... <laughs> toolbox deck here that you may or may not want to play i'd say definitely viable yeah. all crim decks you'd free up like two or three slots just chuck anything in that's still a good deck yeah, <laughs> man. you just put you put in three like i've said this before you have three siphon three temujin three desperado you're probably gonna have a good time right, people don't listen to them desperado is overrated put in the gauntlet <laughs> it's amazing trust me guys don't listen to him the gauntlet's overrated put in doppelganger <laughs> Get that Temujin efficiency in there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Gauntlet and Despi are amazing too. Yeah, pretty good. Okay. Um, so are there... I mean, we've, we've, we've had a whole cycle of Shaper cards that were mostly stealth-oriented, but we did get um, Misdirection in there, which seems like it might have helped that strat. Misdirection. That is, that is definitely a tech card. Uh... Probably not worth it anymore though. <laughs> it's just easy to slot in Marin. Yeah, that's true. So I think, yeah. I don't know, it was fine for like the two packs it was relevant. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> but if we kind of like run out of uh, our options here. That's more shapers do it best and shapers aren't very good right now, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, quite a succinct answer. Rob? Well, in the future, if they correctly nerf Anarch, like they should, then we'll probably see a rise in these toolbox styles. You have to nerf CTM for that, because CTM is Shaper's problem. Yeah. I think. I think. Uh, 
Well, that's why they just start slotting more tech. That's where more the toolbox Parisha. comes in. Yeah, Parisha, they put in misdirection again. They put in on the lamb, I don't know. They yeah, do nonsense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where the toolbox comes back. <laughs> Could it be that, yeah, I guess shapers didn't toolbox hard enough. Yeah. They, if they got a card called toolbox, they should toolbox. You're absolutely right. This is the strongest logic I've heard in days. This isn't the core set, it's a whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you've never seen a non-kill Wayland deck, that was good. Ooh. (laughs) Inspired was my Builder of Nations deck, but the whole time I wished I had a kill plan. (laughs) So, yeah. Thanks, man. Um, okay, cool. Actually, it's really, if you're okay with me dwelling on it for a moment, um, that Silver Bullet Kate deck that we mentioned right at the start there was actually created to tech more or less entirely against CTM. That's true. And I think it's interesting that the most common criticism of Shaper's status in the meta right now is that, um, yeah, like like you guys just said, that it has a bad time against CTM, even though we have like a proven <laughs> archetype or like a proven, I mean, like it's an archetype, right? Yeah. Like you've got all of these cards that are good against CTM. You've probably got a bunch of other cards that you can play around with in there, I reckon. Breaks what you can play around with, some of the other stuff you can have some fun with. I mean, like, I don't know. Do you think there's space there for Shaper enthusiasts to take this as their backbone and have a bit of fun? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> have a backbone. How are you going to do RP Prison? I don't care. Do it. <laughs> oh, that's your problem. You want to put in, put in three Parisha. How are you going to do it with Team Turtles? I fought a max with three Scrubber. Still one. <laughs> More war stories, please. Keep going. <laughs> no. Um, no, yeah, it's it's fine. Like, play it. It's still a pretty good shape, Eric. It's better than stealth. Yeah, nice. Yeah, fair. Yeah. <laughs> Still haven't figured out how smoke works. All right, so how do we go with that challenge decks this week, guys? Let's start with Rob. Well, I was playing a noob kit, and it was good. It's a very, very linear deck. (laughs) And so, like, I don't know. There wasn't many outs. It's just like, all right, I'm mounting up, run when I need to run, and that was it. And it won most of the time. So it's fine. It hasn't swayed me over to think, um, to enjoying Shaper though. So <laughs> it's just like, yeah, okay, there's some tricks here, but get my breakers, run, and that's about it. It was fine. <laughs> Which aspects of your experience uh, differed from the usual way you play? Uh, I find that in this deck, getting money was a way less aggressive because I'm usually a frame runner and like getting money is you run you run to get money you put on pressure and you get money in return this one just felt so much more boring there's no pressure you just click up money and just like all right do something and i'll stop you that's yeah. about it <laughs> it kind of sounds to me like since the since the, the yeah the the drawing board that's been like a kind of part of shaper's deal hasn't it yeah, it really has been. That's kind of why I don't like them. <laughs> I, like, I like having the challenge. Like, I like just trying to stop them and then trying to stop me and that whole interaction. This one's just like, all right, I'll wait and I'll wait and I'll wait. I'll run R&D now because you're not doing anything. And then I'll wait a bit more. When you try to score, I'll stop. <laughs> and that's all this deck did. It was just, I don't know. <laughs> so you prefer the aggression. You prefer to be rewarded for aggression. I really do, yeah. Miles, Dr. O'Connell, what does this say about Rob as a person? He's <laughs> a scumbag. I'm a scumbag. Harsh. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> I don't think you're a scumbag. <laughs> but I don't want to. I don't want to wrestle with you, Rob. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> you guys gonna wrestle? Oh, dude, we're coming down to Renegade. We're gonna we're gonna try out some jujitsu. Mm. Mm. Rob and I are gonna come up together. Mm. Come on up. <laughs> Miles is reclining his chair, whaling power pose, biceps flexing. It should be known that Miles' new nickname around the mobile meta is the Strangler, because he strangles everything in all aspects of his life in the best possible way. Yeah. All right, Miles. Yeah. What do you think of your deck? I didn't like it very much. I tried really hard to like it. I really did. I tried to like Blue Sun. Alright, because you guys wanted to convince me, right? You're like, Blue Sun's fine. It's sweet. Here's what happened. Blew up a couple of dudes because they made mistakes. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, I blew you up. You didn't make a mistake, but I just like had the stuff. Huh. And I found that I could win if I had like early ice and early Oaktown or early Atlas. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have those things, my opponents would build up money and or install Film Critic and then I would lose the game. How many Film Critics did you come up against? Uh, I came up against a couple because I was playing on JNet and uh. like that's way more common on JNet. <laughs> so I came up against a couple and was just like, ah, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. It sort of bummed me out. <laughs> I didn't get it. I think it was very fun. Did you learn anything from your experience? Yeah, I learned well, one time I could have won because I would have top decked two consulting visits in a row because I didn't I didn't draw on purpose. Like, I, I messed up my draw and we, you guys were there for that game and you're like, well, you could have won that game if you wanted to do this. And that's true. But, um, I don't know. I didn't, I learned that I need to look at my deck list better before I do stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I think Wayland probably has, like, if uh, factions had difficulty ratings or decks had difficulty ratings in Netrunner, which I think would be an interesting project, actually, like piloting difficulty. Yeah. Um, I I think Blue Sun would be at least above halfway. Yeah, that's fair. It'd be up there. Yeah. Also, when I was watching you play that deck, you seemed very, like mono strategic you weren't very good at like changing up your plan to react to the runner I don't know yeah I was like well, what's my plan and score points or I just shoot him I don't know <laughs> I didn't really understand what the plan was yeah I think that was like the biggest thing when I saw you playing you just like you had your one plan and when that didn't go right you just kind of like you didn't have any backups yeah that deck, even though it was just money ice and agendas basically you can there's still a lot you can do to play around with that yeah and that's probably just yeah my play style wasn't right because I was like okay I guess I have to rush and I yeah. was just like trying to rush all the time so that's probably why and that's a different Wayland deck sure I mean like you, you can't do that but yeah <laughs> alright that's fine so all in all how many stars out of 10 for blue sign yeah uh, two two for showing alright where did we go wrong where did we go wrong? That deck was good. I built that with deck. love. So much heart and soul into that deck. Well, I had all this sweet big eyes, and then it's just like, oh, it's a barrow, and you fucking bounce off. <laughs> why there's three Chiashis? Yeah, but no one ran into my Chiashis. <laughs> oh, no. They're like, oh, it's Chiashis. No one ran into my Chiashis. <laughs> That's why you don't tell them. <laughs> Oh, you know, metaphorically, I was sitting there behind my computer screen with no pants on going, Oh, you're going to get my creativity. <laughs> Didn't. <laughs> oh, all right, Eric, you played like a sensible deck for once. How do you feel? I remembered the joy of winning, <laughs> oppressing, and playing competitive good stuff. It's actually got me playing lots of other competitive good stuff and testing my jank against competitive good stuff and being less enthusiastic about it unless it is a lot more likely to win. (laughs) Alright, this is great. We got like one success out of three. This is perfect. (laughs) Did you get some sick combos off? Um, no, not really. I got like the stock combo, like the st- like I did, never had to double diagnostics, which was a bit of a shame. Mm. Um, I did only play like 12, 13 games to be fair. But um, yeah, I mean like I got 24 seven boom off more often than I thought and learned that like you need to sort of maximize the aggression in draw and like knowing when to draw and when to protect what and with what and how is like, yeah, yeah just sort of, like generally gauging how close I am to the, to the combo was interesting. Interesting. Yeah. You uh, went on 10 at any point? No. no. <laughs> Sorry. Wop wop. Wop wop. There were a lot of long grindy games though where there was something, or a whole bunch of something stuck at the bottom of my deck and I had to navigate that. And that made, I think I had a different experience for a lot of those early games because that happened for the most part in my first six games or okay. so. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I had to sort of grind through that before I discovered the joys of insta-gibbing. <laughs> oh man, insta-gibbing. That's a word. So I think that's what the turn two kill is called. Oh, far out, that's so awesome. Yes, I'm going to so, remember that. Uh, Eric. <laughs> that's great. Can we? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to keep playing with it? No, but I'm going to move on to some other stuff that is mean and fast. <laughs> nice. I like that. I like this. Mean, fast, Eric. Good yeah. times. I like but it. 
there's that Jemison deck that you and I have been playing, Rob, yeah. and I'm, I'm switching it over into something that's faster, leaner, and, and meaner, rather than being content to just score out a government takeover one in five games using the false lead combo. It's, yeah, I know. That, that was more of an achievement deck. Like, yes, I've scored a government takeover. Come at me. Yeah. <laughs> For everyone who ever wanted to do it, this deck will let you. One in five games. <laughs> if that, yeah. That deck's sick though. That deck created the most epic stories, like <laughs> repeatedly. Oh, so much like fun. every game I saw with that deck was this like epic, <laughs> crazy thing. It's only gonna get more epic, I think. Yeah. Sorry. It's only gonna get more epic. It's because it's got that weird agenda spread with like six one pointers and two three pointers and a government takeover or something. It's like really weird, <laughs> and that just means all the games have this really weird cadence yeah. to them. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I'm going to try out like a flat line hiding news thing that our mate Hamish was trying out back in the day mm. with some like ghost branches or June bugs. You won't know which. Um, <laughs> I'm just channel. I'm just channeling stone and bogs, guys. If it's going to be the cornerstone <laughs> of our Netrunner experience, I'm going to I'm going to make my peace with it. Um, and yeah, doing the like the false lead, the false lead ghost branch thing is like is pretty cool. And you chuck a couple of booms and some visits in there and you have a good time. Cool. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Surprise, two tags, boom. Nice, I like it. Yeah, I'm on board. Get a get a sacrifice in there, get the fracking in there. Seems not, decent. Like, um, if you're going to do like the surprise trap, why why not just go for the insta-kill with uh, Jumbo over the tags, then kill later? Maybe. Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> that's a really, really good question. No one plays around Ghost Branch. Yeah, people don't play around ghost uh, June bug either. Ghost bug. Ghost bug. <laughs> you rap alias. Most, most of my wins with Jemison have been with the surprise June bug. Yeah, that's true. You June bug your shit out of me. <laughs> Nobody sees it coming, like. Yeah, that's true. That's the best. Uh, they're both pretty funny, though. <laughs> I think if you're going to do a meme deck, you may as well just, like, just meme hard. <laughs> Mimus and Astronautics. Yeah, I think that's. I think Jammers, yeah, Mimus and Astronautics. I like that, yeah. <laughs> the kids were bugging out. All right, so this leaves us at a juncture, guys. Um, do we want to assign each other some challenge decks right now? Let's nut it out. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. All right, so it's going to be the opposite side of what we got this time? Yeah, I think that sounds pretty sensible. Sounds good. All right, Miles, you're first up on the block. Rob. Oh, what are we going to do? Well, he's. Absolutely. It's basically anything besides Wizard. Absolutely. This is going to be my most successful series of corp games in a fortnight <laughs> that I have had for many moons. So, do we just want to do like Aggro Andy? Uh, you know what? Like. How about like Demer on Andy? You know, I, or, you know can, I, can I actually weigh in on this even though it's for me? Absolutely, yeah. Because I've played Regas Andy before. I mean, I know Demo Run Andy's a bit different, yeah, but, but like. I've also played like. You know, Shaper, whatever. I've played that, but like super full on Siphon Aggro Cream, I'm real bad at. Huh, okay. Neat. Do we give him Paper Tripping Count? <laughs> no, the point of this is to change our minds on decks we don't play. Okay. Well, I, I mean, like, when was the last time you played Shaper, Miles? Oh, not for a very long time, actually. Did you play the Silver Bullet Cape we were talking about earlier in this podcast? No. What do you think, Rob? Is it still any good? Well, it'll beat the CTM, I think. And you know what? Like, I think we can give you sort of like a baseline bunch of stuff that you have to put in there. Oh, well, maybe you say like you get six flex slots or like... Giant Dead Cape. Oh. I'll do it. I'll play Silver Bullet Cape. I'll give it a crack. Yeah. And you know what? I'm okay I'm okay with letting him like mix up a few cards in it to like yeah. make it relevant. Just not Temujin? No Temmy. Yeah, sweet. Good. I'm s i am actually hate Temujin now. I'm really? Why do you hate Temmy? I just it's I'm overloaded. I'm done there's too many Temujins, man. There's too many. You've hunted down too many scumbags with your glowing <laughs> blue falcon. There's too many, man. I can't deal with it anymore. Temmy job arc Temmy on turn one, just, I'm out of here. <laughs> Wow. It's me or the other guys. Ah, oh, fuck it. All right. All right. Wow. All right. Silver bullet. Can yeah, I'll do it. I'm done. I'm in. You okay with this, Rob? Sounds good. I want to see if this works as well. This is going to be. You're going to be playing for me as well, all right? Because yeah, no, you've got to convince me I'll, too. I'll try it out. Yeah, sure. Why not? Sick. Let's do it. Sounds right. good. All right. What are you going to do for me? Oh, yeah. What do we need to do? A corp? Corp? Me, yeah. Oh, man. You play all this stuff, though. <laughs> you kind of play everything. Oh, except in techie. Yeah. 
You don't really play Dinteki. Um, we could do like. I did Polana for a while. Oh, you did and I've done like motion nonsense too. Yeah, actually, <laughs> you did. You played a lot of different stuff. I remember when you were doing Paywall PE or something. Paywall best. RP. Yeah, Paywall RP with oh, motion yeah. motion. That was right. That was amazing. <laughs> it was inspired. Uh, what about like that biotech? Guess right, biotech or something. That's a motion oh. deck. Um, I, I miss biotech actually. I always wanted to see, like, actually, it, this is like a dumb Eric thought, but um, when we were talking about sort of like uh, power drawing through shaper decks and how you just levy it back in and that's how you'd get your stuff. Oh, yeah, biotech, just chuck the tank in there, all the power draw, what happens? <laughs> Probably uh, something average. Oh my god, I was going to say we should get you to play the this Nisei division deck where you try and kill them with Fumiko, but we did promise that they had to be real decks. Oh yeah. I've also played Nisei. Oh, Remember I played in the team tournament? Oh man, you have to have <laughs> Jesus. This is hard as I thought. Let's play Eric wow. and Rob think about this. You, you really Eric? dated around, huh? Yeah. Can we do Eric and we'll like come back to Rob? Because this is harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, let's get some of those uh, passive brain cycles working on that. Yeah. All right then. Uh, so what doesn't Eric play? What we, we have to do runner, right? Well, are we just getting another good deck? Like yeah, we have Dumble to do Yeah, Dumblefork. But I played Dumblefork for months, like right after it came out. Yeah, I was. I played the Kim version, and then I played the Wiz version, oh, and then I moved on to Noise. For like, I played about a year of Good Anarch. Oh no shit! This oh. must be before any. Yeah, this was before we were friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen you play that. <laughs> yeah, all right. Miles saw me play it. Oh, yeah, vaguely. Yeah. You saw me when I was on the noise train. Yeah, I remember the noise train. Um, okay, so let's do... You did stealth, too. You went through a smoke phase. Yeah. yeah, I tried it out. You did that. Let's do a crim thing for you. Interesting, because I play more crim than anything else. Yeah, you do play more Do you? Yeah, he does. Let's do an anarch thing for you. Let's do siphon <laughs> ketzel for you. <laughs> Siphon Ketzel's legit. Yeah. All right, I'm down for this. Siphon Ketz. Yeah. Chuck, uh, do we have like a good Siphon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can hook you up. Sweet. Does it have David in it? I don't remember. Does it have E3 in it? Nah. <laughs> come on, come <laughs> on. <laughs> no, there was Help a brother, there give, was give, give me a little E3, huh? It was sick, I'll set you up. Yeah, please. Yeah, that sounds really good. Uh, I want to get like a physical copy of those meme shades, the the pixel yeah. ones with like, and then I'm gonna like wear a jacket with like an upside down explosion so I can throw it up behind me when I land the first siphon. And you just play Sean and just like yell it, have a siphon off. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be great. Yeah, siphon kits. Sick. All right. All right. Now back to me. Are we? Are we done? Our passive brain cells. Yeah. Eric, I think we have. Okay. Um. Uh, Rob, have you played Harpsichord recently? Not recently. I have played it. Like when I was actually a deck. No, there's that butcher shop. There's a new butcher shop. New butcher That's shop? That's a thing now. New butcher shop's pretty good. The one Sean was playing into yeah, the other day yeah, with MBT. Okay. That's pretty sick. Okay. New butcher shop? I played butcher shop when I was big too. I feel like you played everything. I think, I mean, yeah. I mix my corpse up a lot. You mix them up pretty regularly. <laughs> I, I've definitely played everything in the past, but like in the last year or so, not so much. You mix them up a lot. I don't know, new butcher shop seems good. I think, I've got a feeling there's something real, real outside Rob, of his wheelhouse. What can Rob learn about gameplay fundamentals now though? Rob's real good. <laughs> Uh, we can give him a mutation deck. Oh, you know what? I want to set Rob a bit of a deck building challenge, actually, because right. you're a great oh, builder. Yeah, okay, sure. And there are some archetypes which have never really taken off. Sounds good. This will be. I don't think you've ever played Cybernetics Division. Yeah. So no, we did, but no, I remember you did, and I had to help you in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna play that one too. <laughs> you played CI. <laughs> Play like every ID. Do we try to get him to make an Architects of Tomorrow deck? Yeah, time? Architects of Tomorrow is pretty good. That's pretty generic though. Yeah, but like it's no one's made a real crash. Oh no, yet. okay, no click compression deck with um because there's because oh, there's the one new, you always wanted to make because there's load because there's load <laughs> oh, testing yes. now as well and there's like Ronald five and stuff. Yeah, do a click compression deck. All yeah, right, yeah, right. do the do the Vic Jenkins one. Sick. All right. Yeah, do like a, yeah, do a full full war click compression deck. <laughs> All right. Maybe I'll have to bring back my meeting on neutral ground, which was just 49 neutral cards and all the executives. Whoa, sick. sick. <laughs> oh, now you can put tribunal in it. Oh, yes, even oh, better. <laughs> Is that thematically meant to be the piece of ice that protects the room that they find for <laughs> in? Yes. Is it? 
That's I really bad. like that. It doesn't stop the run of those. That's pretty bad. Oh. Guilty. <laughs> How are we doing for time? Um, we have two minutes and 20 seconds before we run out of space in this SD card. Dope. Alright. Well, I feel like we should probably leave it there. Final words? Nobody wants to scream for the final two minutes? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm always screaming on the inside. Wow. Um, no, I enjoyed this. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you so much. <laughs> Hope you guys have a good couple of weeks, and we look forward to touching base with you guys then and uh, letting you know how we go. Till then, stay excellent. This is the real reason why Seth is a problem. <laughs> yeah. 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 Rob, what'd you have for breakfast? No, dude. What did you have for lunch? Oh, shit. What did I have for lunch? Soylent, man. <laughs> Food of the future. <laughs> Are you uh, an aspirational tech bro? Is that why you eat Soylent? I'm just really, really lazy. That's why. <laughs> Miles, why do you eat or not eat Soylent? Uh, I don't eat Soylent because I'm I like food. Insane. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, <laughs> I know. I like food. What the hell, right? I don't, I don't even understand, Eric. <laughs> you eat Soylent too. I eat Soylent, but I also eat food. Man, I feel like I have weak. to justify no. both. <laughs> Your heart's just not in it. It's I don't understand this. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, why? what's wrong with having a nutritious sludge as your main source See? of friggin... He's finally talking sense. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Spike. <laughs> well, I suddenly feel a bit pariah. You're a pariah? Yes. Why are you a pariah? What'd because you I feel ousted by the two of you. <laughs> I had schnitz and I bumped into an old uni lecturer did you eat him too? Phrasing here is very important. Wow. I did get a lead for work and then found out four hours later that I am the closest to being fired that I have ever been. No, why? Because I forgot, well, more like there was a job that came up that had to be put off over the weekend and then it slipped through the cracks. And then the client came back to us and they were just like, I don't know if you've done this thing we asked for two weeks ago. We were just like, oh, well, I, I guess we haven't. Oh, <laughs> jump on that for you. Oh. But the thing is, this same thing happened a month ago. Oh. And so the boss is like, let's talk about this Monday. Oh, shit. Because I don't want to yell at you right now. Oh, man. So I'm rewriting my CV. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. I think you guys, of all people, know that I've seen this coming for a while. <laughs> Today, on therapy with Robin Miles, card therapy. <laughs> all right, you guys want to do this? Yeah, let's go.